Hey, this is Brent Ingersoll from King's Church. Thanks so much for tuning into our podcast. I pray that this message you're about to hear empowers you, encourages you, challenges you, and equips you to live the life that Jesus has for you. Thanks for tuning in. I want us to sort of use this morning as a bit of a hinge point, and I just want to set you up. I don't have a full sermon. I just got some thoughts for you as you start out into a new year. Now, I know for some of you, a new year is just another day. You, you know that it's just on the calendar. It doesn't really change a lot from yesterday to today to tomorrow. However, I have found that the new year is a great opportunity to kind of hit the refresh button. Anybody else? It's just especially on the heels of multiple days of calories and, and cakes and pies and food and binge watching and all the. It's, how many of you know like the, the last week or so of the year isn't the healthiest? And it's a great opportunity, I find, January 1st to sort of turn the page and sort of hit the reset button and set myself up for health in the new year. So I want to just set us up for health. Here, here's the big idea I want you to run into the new year with, and that's this. That God doesn't promise life will be easy, but he does promise he will be with us and that we can be healthy in the holistic sense we don't necessarily believe that we'll never get sick, although God does care about our bodies. But the eternal you, the you that God will bring to life in increasing measure forever and ever and ever, he promises that we can abound in fruitfulness no matter our season or our circumstance. I'll say that again so that more than Pastor Dan agrees. God does not promise life will be easy. But he does promise he will be with us and that we can be healthy. We can abound in good works. We can be fruitful. We can see the abundance of God, the fruit of the Spirit, in every season and circumstance of our lives. Amen. 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 So the question is, like, how do, we, how do we go after that? Is that even true? Like, Jesus himself wanted us to understand this. Jesus said, it is the will of the Father that you bear much fruit. Yeah. And this goes right back to Genesis chapter 1 when God made man. He said, he made, he made us in his image and he said, be fruitful and multiply. Abundance. That was the design and desire of God from the beginning. And this is consistent all through the scripture. Psalm 1 tells us this. Psalm 1 is the first psalm for a reason. It's called a centering psalm. And it's like the, it's like the sort of the framework that we're supposed to read the rest of the book of Psalms in. Psalm 1 says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person, here's the payoff. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in its season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Isn't that an amazing promise? That no matter the season you're in, your leaf won't wither, that you, you are going to continue in life and in health, even as we kind of step from this life into the next one, that God's health goes beyond even the physical confines of our body, amen? And so he's after our fruitfulness. So I have for you, really quick, because I'm gonna be done, like 10 minutes. Kids, can we do 10 minutes? Now, in preacher time, 10 minutes means like 13 minutes and 60 seconds, which is 14 minutes, <laughs> I have three keys, really quick, three keys that are just going to help you kind of approach your next year 
onto this idea of seeing you flourish and healthy no matter what comes next year. So we all want to be that tree planted by streams of living water. Amen? I want to be that tree. I want to be an oak of righteousness. I want to be the tree whose leaf doesn't wither, who bears fruit in its season. So how can we do that? Well, these are three ideas, biblical ideas or concepts that will help you towards health. Here's the first thing I would encourage you to do. Set holy priorities. Say it with me. Set holy priorities. In other words, seek first the kingdom of God. We don't have a lot of time to get into this today, but there is a biblical key or concept that is so revolutionary if we get it. And that is this, the principle of firsts. If we can seek God first and put God first in everything, the net result of that is that there is an alignment or an access that comes into our lives that God gets that brings flourishing. Uh, in other words, the dysfunction you and I experience often has to do with the fact that God did not have access into a certain area of our lives. So if we learn how to put God first, it brings a divine order into our lives. This is, this is why we see all through the scripture this encouragement for us to put God first. Do you know what the first commandment is in the Ten Commandments? Anybody know it? I am the Lord your God. Have no other gods before me. Do you know if you keep commandment one fully, you will keep commandment two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten? Because all of them have to do, every, if you break any of the commandments, ultimately it's to break the first commandment, and that is you put something before God. So to the degree that you and I can learn how to put God first and put his kingdom first will bring the flow of God's life and presence and his kingdom and his righteousness into our lives. So it's quite simple. It's sometimes challenging, but it's not complicated. That we have to learn how to put God first with our time, our bodies, our, our daily practices, our money, our relationships. We have to learn how to set kingdom priorities. Jesus said it like this. This is the words of Jesus. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness or his way, his goodness, his order, his truth, and all these things will be added to you. What was he talking about? He's talking about worrying. This is in the context of saying, don't worry about what you wear. Don't worry about what you'll eat, where you'll stay. Don't put those things first. Jesus said, if you seek the kingdom first, everything else will fall into, into correct order. And so this is a great opportunity for you to look at the whole of your life and say, is God first? Like, is my life coming into alignment with what it says in Colossians 1, that in all things Jesus must be first, preeminent? Look at your life and ask God, what are some ways that I can better put you first? Here, here's a question you should ask yourself. If you're taking notes, write this down. What does it look like for me to better prioritize Jesus as first in my life? What would that look like? And, and here's the newsflash. There is room for growth in that area for all of us. Amen? In fact, if you ask God, God, are there some areas that I am not putting you first? He will show you. And I guarantee you, you and I have some areas where he's going to put, knock on that door and say, can I have access to that room of your life? I would like to bring some new order. I'd like to rearrange. How many of you know that God is like, a, he's like the ultimate house flipper? He loves to knock on the door. I stand at the door and knock, and then you let him in. He says, okay, what are we going to do about this? He's like, that carpet's got to go. 
right? And we're gonna change this room. We're gonna move this here. God loves to bring new order to your life, but you have to invite him in. Amen? So what does it look like for me to better prioritize Jesus? And here's the flip. Here's another question to ask. What will my life look like in one year from now if I better prioritize Jesus? Here's a crazy, crazy thought that the Bible says. You become like that which you worship. Do you know that? Like your life is a mirror. And the thing that you adore and revere the most, your life is going to reflect that. And if you adore and revere Jesus more this year, your life is going to reflect him more this year. You are going to walk in deeper life and in greater measure the fruit of the Spirit. You will be different. It says in uh, 2 Corinthians, it says, as we behold his face, we are transformed from one degree of glory to another degree of glory, greater glory. And God is after that for you, but it comes down to learning how to set holy priorities. So I want you, I'm encouraging you today, before tomorrow starts, which by the way, is this not the best like beginning of a new year on a Monday? Any OCD people that just can't handle how awesome that is? I am loving this. It is poetic. It's awesome. But take some time today before you eat all that you can eat and whatever. Like take some time and ask God, how can I actively seek you this year and put you first? One incredible way to put God first is by participating with us in the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Starting tomorrow, when? Yes, Wes, did you get that? Starting tomorrow, we are doing a 21-day fast. We've done this for the last six, maybe seven years now, and we have seen it pay incredible dividends in our lives and in our church. God just seems to work amazingly through fasts. What is a fast? Well, a fast is basically actively seeking God through self-denial. That's ultimately what a fast is. It's to, it's to withhold or deny yourself something in pursuit of more of God. And so starting tomorrow, there will be hundreds of us in this church that will say, for the next 21 days, I am going to abstain from this, these types of food, or all food, or I'm going to abstain from social media, or whatever. And, and I'm doing that in an effort to get closer to God, to invite God into my life. I have found that fasting is like clearing out space and welcoming God in in an increasing measure. Does that make sense? So I want to encourage some of you, I'm, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot, to consider jumping in with us starting tomorrow on this 21 days of prayer and fasting, where you just sort of set something aside for the purpose of saying, God, I want you first in my life, and I'm giving you the first three weeks of this whole year to enter in in new ways. That's really what the fast is all about. There is no better way to put God first. A fast is a physical invitation to the Spirit of God to come and inhabit that space. That's what happens. So it's like a landing zone for the Spirit of God. So it's a strategic act. So that's a way to put God first. Here's the second principle. We'll keep unpacking some of these. Not just holy priorities, but set healthy practices. How many of you know habits eat your goals for lunch? Like culture swallows vision whole. How many of you have set New Year's resolutions and by like four weeks in, you're like, yeah, that's not happening. 
And it wasn't because you didn't have a vision. It's because your strategy was not built to accomplish the vision. Does that make sense? Uh, James Clear, anybody ever read the book Atomic Habits? Great book. He says, we, ne- we don't rise to the level of our vision. We fall to the level of our habits. And so this is a great opportunity for us to install some healthy practices, especially through 21 days of prayer and fasting. Do you know that 21 days is one third of what it takes as far as days to really start forming long-term habits? I think, this, I think the, the science is like it takes about 60 days to create a habit. So you're, you're a third of the way there on 21 days of prayer and fasting. But set some healthy practices. Go to our website. I know I'm at my 10-minute limit. I can feel it in the room. Go to our website. Go to kingschurch.cc. And you can find some ways that we've put forward for you to establish some healthy practices. Some Jesus lifestyle practices. How many of you know being a Christian isn't just about believing that Jesus is Lord. It's about putting his way into practice. Amen? Jesus said, whoever hears my word and puts it into, yes, is like someone who built his house on a rock. The rains came, the winds came, and it withstood it. It did not fall. And it's about this lifestyle. And so we have some ways. If you go to the Fresh Start uh, button, you can click on that. There's some different icons that will help you. Uh, you can, here's a guide that uh, Pastor Greg puts together. It's fantastic. 21 days of prayer and fasting guided prayers. You should check that out. Uh, I'm jumping back into the Bible in one year. There's a Bible in one year challenge. Uh, So many of us do that every year. It's so good. There's uh, a guideline for creating fresh starts, uh, ways that you can kind of approach God and clear out some space in your life. Also, there's a printable family word. Uh, Ask the Lord, God, would you say something over our family? And we're going to put it on the fridge and we're going to believe that that's our word for the year. Uh, Also, just some lifestyle stuff. If you want to set some healthy practices, right now is a good time to say, God, uh, what are some ways that you want me to serve you and get more involved and practice my faith more intentionally? Join a home church. There's all kinds of ways you can start getting more active in your walk with Jesus. But the big thing is this. If you want to flourish, it takes a building or an assembly of your life on the rock. What does it look like this year for you to assemble your life or to fasten your life more fully to the rock that is Jesus? How can you do that? You can do it with your actions. You can do it with your thinking. Uh, again, join the Bible challenge. Prioritize church attendance. Yeah? Yeah? I was preaching to the choir. You're here on, G- on December 31st. So, But those of you who are watching this on Thursday... Come on to church. No, we're glad. We're glad you're watching. Prioritize church, all those things. Uh, use your mind, though. Engage your mind. You can join King's Academy. There are courses that happen all through the year. There's micro courses even. We do Saturday seminary. Take a course. Do something to challenge you. Uh, we're starting next week, two new courses. Uh, I lead this one. It's a leadership course. You can take it uh, called Lead Like Kings. It's eight weeks. It's, it's really it's designed to help you flourish in leadership. We have... Old Testament biblical survey as well. If you want to dive into like the real meat of the word, that's beginning next week as well. But just engage your life with healthy habits. Amen? Now is an opportunity to do that. So go to the website. It'll really help you take some of those steps. Uh, oh, here's a, here's a challenge for you. Here's what I do. And this has been so healthy for me. I dare you to try Pastor Brent's Total Health Reset. 
I do this multiple times a year, especially starting tomorrow. But basically, I take 21 days to refresh and reset my mind, body, soul, and heart in the Lord. And my guideline is this. For 21 days, consume nothing that isn't nutritious. Now, I know some of you are like, well, nutrition is a bit of a spectrum, is it not? Isn't that kind of that beauty in the eye of the beholder? You're like that person that says, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sugar and fruit. You need to be careful. Yeah, no. You know any like obese people that got that way by eating fruit? I don't. I don't. But anyway... If you can, if you can take the guideline that says nothing goes in my ears, my eyes, or my appetite that isn't net positive for 21 days, I guarantee you that will weed out the vast majority of the junk that you consume. Does that sound right? I dare you to try it. It's, uh, for me, that means no social media. That means uh, no news. I'm going to trust that the world's going to go on just fine without me hovering over my newsfeed. It's quite freeing to know that after three weeks, we're still all here. It's incredible. So, uh, but I would encourage you to try that. It's the, eat, it's the eat no, hear no, see no evil fast, I call it. So, All right, last key is this. Then we're going to pray. We're going to pray into the year. Stand on his promises. Uh, very simply, the word of God is actual power. Amen? It's not just uh, ideas that we want to read. It's truth. It's substantive. It's actual power. It says in the scripture, the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God endures forever. To the degree that you can hang on and hold the word of God is is the level of strength and eternality in your life. And so what we want is we want God to release a word over our lives. We want to hold on to the word. We want to release that word in faith. We want to live our lives this year under and in and fueled by and empowered by God's word. So I want to encourage you over the next few days to be asking God, God, what are you saying over my life? What, what word? What, what have you already said that you want me to trust? What are things you want to say to me yet? Ask the Lord for a word. Ask him for a word of his affection over you. How many of you have discovered in your life that so much of the dysfunction that we find ourselves in is ultimately rooted in unbelief that doesn't understand the affection of God? I just said something very important there. Ask the Lord to reveal a word of his love over you as an individual this year and watch him do it. Uh, Ask him for words not just of affection, but of direction. God, what would you have me do? What what are some things you want me to put my hand to this year? What are some changes you want me to make? What's your word? What are you saying? Ask him for a word of power, uh, a prophetic word. Ask him for a word of wisdom. Ask the Lord for his word. And then begin to walk in faith, holding on to that word. Okay, here's what I want to do. I want you to stand to your feet, all of our locations west as well. And we're going to end our time together uh, in prayer. We're going to pray. We're going to ask God uh, to move in our lives, to set us up for the 21-day fast, and to sort of submit our lives to him this year fresh and new. What I want you to do is I want you to, if you're with a family member, you're with, uh, you're with your kids, why don't you huddle up? If you're alone, why don't you find a friend? I, I, it'd be great if nobody was alone. We just want to just pray uh, into this year. How many of you know, unless God's word and his power invades your life, like what are we even doing here? 
Amen? Like we need the word of God, the power of God, the presence of God to be established in our lives this year. Amen? So I want us to pray. We're gonna pray for God's protection, provision, power, his peace, his presence to just inhabit us. So we're gonna pray it over our families, over ourselves, and over our church. Let's agree together in prayer. If you're watching online, I want you to pray with me as well. Uh, moms, dads, pray with me. Don't just listen, but agree with me in prayer. Let's pray. So Father, we come to you and we say that you are good. And we thank you for last year. And now as we look to a new year, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name uh, that you would help us, Holy Spirit, not miss anything that you have for us this year. Thank you first and foremost that you can be trusted. And now, Lord, we ask over our families, over our lives, over our kids, over our friendships, over our relationships, over our work, over our colleagues. We pray it over our church family. We ask, Lord, first and foremost for your protection. Uh, Lord, would you just be a, a hedge around us, we pray in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that you go before us in triumphal procession. Lord, I pray that you would increase our confidence knowing that you're already in tomorrow and we don't need to worry about what is to come, that you're our, you're our doorkeeper, that you open doors that no man can shut and you close doors that no man can open. And so, Lord, uh, we just give you the keys to our lives and we say we trust you with what doors need to open and what doors need to be closed. I just feel like there's some moms and dads that need to declare that over some teenage kids. Uh, Lord, we just trust you as the doorkeeper over this family. We thank you, Lord, that you can be trusted. We pray your protection, your hand of protection uh, over us. We ask for provision, Lord. We pray as we, as we seek you and we put you first, Lord, would you uh, supply all that we need. And Lord, we take you at your word that you are able to supply more than we ask or even imagine according to your goodness and your mercy at work in us. So Father, we pray for provision over families right now in Jesus' name. Would you not just provide financially? Would you provide relationally and emotionally and physical health, Lord? We pray for just all the ways we need, all the ways that we lack. We, we look to you as Jehovah Jireh, and we ask for your provision in Jesus' name. Father, we pray right now for your power to be at work in us in Jesus' name. Uh, even, come on, moms and dads, like we, we welcome uh, your Holy Spirit to invade our relationships we welcome your Holy Spirit to inhabit our homes. Uh, God, on behalf of our church, we just agree together. We want more of the activity of the Holy Spirit uh, unleashed in our midst. When we gather, Lord, we welcome your spirit to move. Would you move in power, Lord? Would you open our ears to hear your voice? Would you uh, loose our tongues to, to pray and to prophesy and to speak in tongues and all the things that you promise in your scripture, Lord? We, we invite the Holy Spirit. We want more of your Holy Spirit. We just pray that over our families, God. I pray that over my family. I pray that over all the families that are part of King's Church. Would there be an increase, an increase of the activity and presence of the Holy Spirit this year in Jesus' name. And Father, we know, Jesus told us, if we ask you for your spirit, you are faithful to give it to us. So Lord, we ask, would you release the power and presence and peace and goodness of your spirit in our midst in fresh and new and greater measure in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, does anybody agree? Yeah, Lord, would you come? Would you bring your spirit? Father, we pray for peace. Lord, we ask for the shalom of God to rest on our house, our homes. Come on, ask him. Lord, we ask for your, for your peace, the shalom of God to rest on our homes, God. That, that where the enemy would try to come in and stir up disorder, there would be understanding. Where there's, where there's an effort towards division, Lord, we pray for unity. 
Come on, moms and dads. We pray for unity in our homes in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray it over our marriages. Come on, just agree with me. We pray over marriages right now for unity, for peace, for the shalom of God. We pray for the ability to see each other, not as enemies, but as allies. Lord, we pray uh, just against the schemes of the enemy. Give us discernment in our relationships, we pray in Jesus' name. We pray for the peace that surpasses understanding to be with us in every season. We ask for your peace. And now, Lord, we ask for your presence. God, we don't just come to you as a cosmic vending machine to, to press buttons to hopefully get what we want. We, we want the giver more than the gifts. And we ask you, oh God, that 365 days from now, our testimony would be, I know, I know you, God, better than I knew you last year. I'm closer than I ever was. I know your voice better than I did before. I'm more like you. So, Father, we ask for your presence, the manifestation of your presence to increase in our midst this year, in our homes, in our relationships. We ask this, that we could get to know you better. Just ask him, Lord, could we get to know you better this year? We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.